episode, James Webb snaps an alien planet, there's a breakthrough new malaria vaccine, and how your daily cuppa could extend your life. But first, it was on this day in 2021 that Cumbre Vieja volcano started to erupt on the Spanish island of La Palma. a busy couple of weeks for Apple. Last week they held their latest event, unveiling an updated line of products, and this week they released the hotly anticipated iOS 16. It's available right now for all iPhones from iPhone 8 and upwards. To find out more about these Apple upgrades, we caught up with tech reporter Will Guyatt. To start off with, Will, let's talk about the iOS update. The lock screen design is one of the new features that's been talked about a hell of a lot. So what's so special about this revamp? Yeah, everybody seems to be getting really excited about the lock screen because I guess the reason why is so many people stare at that hundreds of times a day on their device. Um, the idea is now that it's, but you can completely personalise it so you can specify what alerts and, and what kind of information you want on that screen, which is something people have been asking for for quite a long time. So uh, it seems to have gone down pretty well with those who've tried it early. And um, it seems to be one of the things that's impressing people who are now downloading iOS. Now it's widely available. And there's also a load of big changes to iMessage. What's going on there? Yeah, this is potentially huge if you're an iPhone user and everybody that you contact, you know, your mates have good iPhones uh, because you've now got proper editing within uh, iMessage. Now, it only goes for the first 15 minutes. You've got the ability to edit. But this is something that WhatsApp users and people on all kinds of platforms have been crying out for for ages. And it appears that Apple really wants to develop iMessage because it actually wants more of the people on their devices to use it because over the years, more and more of us have sort of gravitated towards WhatsApp as the universal messaging app where all of our friends and family and people are. But uh, Apple seems to be making you know pretty decent steps to try and improve the message experience. And this is a, a good way and a much demanded way of doing it. And they've done it before uh, Meta for WhatsApp. Do you reckon other messaging platforms like WhatsApp are going to add this feature? Yeah, because Meta doesn't do anything originally, unfortunately. Uh, they often follow everybody else and they know that if anybody is talking positively about a new edit feature uh, within iMessage, they'll be they'll be following on and making sure they've got it so they don't lose out. At the event last week, Apple announced some updated products. What new gadgets are coming our way? So they announced uh, a new set of AirPods Pro 2. So the latest version of the AirPods, the, the in-ear uh, headphones from Apple, uh, they won't win awards for sound quality, but what they do make up for is being incredibly use, easy to use. You've also got uh, a variety of new Apple Watches. The main one there is the Apple Watch Ultra, uh, which is the uh, kind of professional Apple Watch, which is designed if you're an athlete or you're somebody that likes to do sort of all kinds of extreme sports, which I've certainly never done in my life. But it's a bigger, um, bigger screen, um, bigger battery life. And that's something that, that sports enthusiasts have really been calling for Apple. So they've kind of reacted to a lot of requests for um, improvements on their devices and, and, and that's what they're delivering and they're delivering them uh, and people seem to be loving the idea and there seems to be no shortage of excitement for a new Apple Watch or or the new, uh, the new AirPods. People will be buying them in their millions. And what else is on the horizon from Apple over the next few months and even years? Uh, there's con- lots of rumours around Apple. We heard for years that they were supposed to be releasing a car but we've not seen any evidence of that. But people I know close to Apple are telling me that they're very, very close to 
revealing so-called augmented reality glasses. That's the idea that you could wear a pair of glasses and graphics, etc., generated visuals overlay uh, what's in front of your your vision and uh, we're hearing that we might we might see something from that in the next six months to a year but what apple are doing incredibly well is all these incremental steps one of the most incredible things with the latest version of the iphone if you're in the us and canada and you get lost if you're out hiking somewhere in the middle of nowhere you can now point your iphone to the sky and connect it to a satellite to send a text message that sort of technology has just not existed anywhere unless you're a bond villain so for Apple to bring this to a to a device is just really exciting. That isn't in the UK at the moment, but I expect we'll see that in the next few years. Six. The Amazon is burning. Brazil's Amazon rainforest is suffering from more fires than at any point in nearly five years, spurred on by a surge in illegal deforestation. Worse still, the numbers of fires in the month of August has not been seen in more than a decade. August and September are known as burning season in the region, but this year there have been 20% more fires than previous years. According to Brazil's National Space Institute, satellites have detected more than 33,000 fires as the rainforest enters this dangerous season. Correlating with high levels of deforestation, this means there are already fallen trees ready to burn. During the first three months of the year, almost 1,000 square kilometres of the Amazon were destroyed, 64% more than the same period in 2021. It's the result of illegal logging and mining, but environmentalists also blame Brazil's right-wing president, Jair Bolsonaro. We know that this is a consequence of the environmental policy that has been implemented by the current government since it took office in 2019. That's Christian Mazzetti from Greenpeace Brazil. The surveillance activities were drastically reduced. There is no action plan to fight deforestation, Um, There are several bills that actually send the wrong message that the people who, who do environmental crime will not be punished. On the other hand, they they might be benefited with a change in the current regulation. So all of this uh, leads to a scenario in which deforestation rates are out of control. Half of Brazil's carbon pollution is the result of land conversion. As the Amazon burns, areas that once played an important role in absorbing carbon have instead started to release large quantities into the atmosphere. At this year's COP26 climate summit, Brazil promised to put an end to illegal deforestation by 2028. But with forest loss at a 15-year high, time is running. Running out. Still to come on the Sunday 7, a breakthrough malaria treatment and a look at alien worlds. Have you ever wondered about alien worlds? I mean, I have. A planet orbiting a distant star millions of light years from our solar system? Well, the James Webb Space Telescope's just returned its first ever picture of just that, a planet orbiting a distant star. The image, seen through four different light filters, looks like, well, quite frankly, it looks like a couple of colourful smudges, but, but it could be the next step in finding habitable planets outside our own. 
To find out more, we spoke to Sasha Hinckley, Professor of Astrophysics at the University of Exeter. Thanks for joining us, Professor. So, NASA's recently released more images from the James Webb Space Telescope, including one of a planet outside our own solar system. To the uninitiated, i.e. me, it might look like a blurry blob, but what is it we're looking at? So, these are very, very high-resolution images of a star called HIP 65426, and what we see in these images are four snapshots, really, at four different wavelengths of light. And the blob you referred to, that's actually the images of an extrasolar planet. We're receiving light directly from the atmosphere of a planet. And in those images, you might see a little five-pointed star. And that's actually the location of the host star, the analog of our own sun. But that's actually been removed from the images. And what information does this image reveal about the planet? We're observing these exoplanets at totally new wavelengths of light, deep, deep into the infrared region. We've never, ever seen exoplanets at these wavelengths before. And so this is going to tell us a lot about the sort of chemical compositions of planets, their chemical makeups. And this is really important because this might tell us something about how these planets formed. Another thing that's really exciting to me that we're seeing in this observation, as well as another observation that we've gathered recently with the James Webb Space Telescope, is tentative evidence for really interesting types of clouds on this exoplanet. And these are clouds that are not made of water droplets like they are here on Earth. These are clouds that are made from silicates. And this is the stuff that grains of sand are made from. So it's fair to say that we're seeing tentative evidence on this exoplanet for clouds that are made of grains of sand, if you will. And some of these grains of sand are very, very tiny on the size of maybe smoke particles. But some of these are much larger. And you can imagine that in this atmosphere, if you put your hand in this atmosphere, which first of all would be extremely hot, your hand would be scorching, scorching hot. You can imagine grains of sand blowing throughout the atmosphere, just like if you were at the beach on a very windy day. So how significant are they? What are the implications for astrophysicists around the world? One of the results that I'm most excited about, I mentioned how JWST is performing much better than ever than we expected. We now know that James Webb is, is going to be able to image a whole new population of planets that we think should probably exist around nearby stars, but we've never actually directly detected them. And these might be analogs of our own Saturn or maybe our, our own Neptune, if we're lucky, but at very, very wide orbital separations from their host star, maybe a hundred or hundreds of times the Earth-Sun distance. And so far, we've had no knowledge of this missing population of exoplanets to date. And this is just because all of our observations have been done with the ground. And in space, we're much, much more sensitive to this population of planets. So to me, uh, JWST is really poised to answer these big questions about the architectures of planetary systems. And to me, I think that's what's one of the most exciting things about this new observation. To make these observations, I've been sort of building a team over the last six years or so of about 100 people from really all over the globe. We feel very lucky to be some of the first people to showcase the, the really the early fruits really of this amazing uh, observatory that really took 20 years to build and could only have been possible through the incredibly dedicated efforts of literally thousands of scientists, technicians, and engineers across the globe.
carried by mosquitoes, the malaria parasite has had a devastating impact in sub-Saharan Africa, where it kills half a million children every year. Now a highly effective vaccine may be in reach. Trials in Burkina Faso, West Africa, had already shown that three doses of Oxford University's malaria vaccine gave around 75% protection for a year. New results show that a booster dose extends protection for a second year at up to 80%. The vaccine was developed at the Jenner Institute at Oxford University, in the same labs where scientists created a COVID jab in the space of a few months. By contrast, the malaria vaccine has been many, many years in the making. Professor Katie Ewer is an Oxford immunologist who helped make it happen. Here she is speaking with BBC News. It's incredibly gratifying to make this breakthrough for malaria because it's such a difficult disease to make vaccines for and, you know, the potential achievement that this vaccine could have if it's rolled out, it could be really world changing. And we may not need to wait long for definitive results from larger trials. Scientists plan to submit data to the World Health Organization within weeks with the hope of getting the vaccine approved. The Oxford team's partnered with the Serum Institute in India, the world's biggest vaccine manufacturer, and says at least 100 million doses could be produced next year for the world's least developed countries. Still to come on the Sunday 7, laughing gas is no laughing matter and a cup or a day keeps the doctor away. Right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Sunday 7. Follow us for your weekday news espresso or even try our island edition. It's in all the usual places. fossilised tusk from a giant prehistoric elephant that once roamed around the Mediterranean has been discovered at an excavation site in southern Israel. What we are seeing here today is an elephant tusk. It's a straight tusk elephant. It's huge. It's two and a half metres long. Its diameter is 20 centimetres and you can imagine how much he weighs. One tusk of a straight tusk elephant weighed around 150 kilos. That was Avi Levy, the prehistorian who led the dig. The tusks estimated to be around half a million years old. The now extinct species was much larger than the African elephant. It was hunted by humans for food and possible symbolic purposes. What we're going to do is preserve it. We put a cast on it to make it as preserved as much as possible. Then we will take it out complete to our labs to do a series of analysis. We try to define the age, where he was lived, where he walked. Uh, the surrounding that he was. It's the largest complete fossil tusk ever found at a prehistoric site in Israel or anywhere else in the Near East, and it's going to be displayed at Jerusalem's National Campus for the Archaeology of Israel. Nitrous oxide, also known as NOS, balloons or laughing gas, is one of the most widely used recreational drugs by young people in the UK. The small silver canisters often discarded in parks and on pavements hold around 8 grams of the substance, but they're getting bigger. 
Now the little capsules are being swapped for supersized versions around a hundred times bigger. Experts say these giant ones are riskier because they can lead to using higher quantities. Speaking to ITV News, neurologist Dr Nikos Evangelou says he and his colleagues in the Midlands have seen a string of paralysed teenagers in the last few months alone. Excessive use is, is destructive. Having a balloon probably is not dangerous, having two balloons is not dangerous, but what we see is that people end up using it all the time. Kerry-Ann Donaldson's one of those who did just that and it had life-changing effects. Here she is speaking to BBC News. Maybe in a week I would like do about 600 canisters. Like for the next week I wouldn't be able to do nothing. I'd be sleeping 12 plus hours, I'd be vomiting, I'd be having sweats, I wouldn't eat, I couldn't drink water. And I just couldn't walk, I couldn't use my hands. In January, she was told by doctors that she was paralysed after taking the drug. Doctors believe prolonged use can deactivate vitamin B12 in the body, putting the user at risk of serious neurological problems, a lesson Kerry-Ann learned far too late. It's not worth it. I know people are, are still going to see this and think, oh, this can't happen to me or it won't happen to me, I'm still going to use it. But if you are going to use it, just educate yourself. There's good news for tea drinkers out there. Hello there. Uh, according to a new study, drinking tea could protect your heart and help you live longer. Thank goodness for that. The researchers say that tea drinkers who consume more than two cups of tea a day are likely to live longer than those who don't drink any at all. What's more, the findings concluded that the positive effects appear unaffected by whether the tea is taken black, with milk, with sugar or the temperature it's enjoyed at. The study was conducted with data from the UK Biobank. It showed that 85% of the half a million men and women surveyed regularly drank tea. Compared with those who didn't drink it, the regular consumption of black tea was associated with a reduction in mortality of between 9 and 13%. This is seen over 10 years in a middle-aged, mostly white adult general population. As promising as it is for tea drinkers, the study doesn't say that tea is definitely the cause of the lower early mortality, as it could also be down to other health factors associated with tea consumption. Further research is needed, but in the meantime, stick the kettle on. This has been the Sunday 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the regular Smart 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.